0: Have you done all of your Christmas shopping? How many went to the mall yesterday? That was insanity. How many went Friday, too? I went Friday and Saturday, Dakota. I nearly lost my mind. If I had hair, I think I'd have pulled it out. It was crazy at the mall yesterday and Friday. But you know what? There are people that I love that I want to give a gift to. I like this. I like this season. It makes me think of my childhood. I remember, uh, there's actually a picture of this or video. I got a slinky one year when I was really little. A slinky. Who would think that a slinky is gonna be like in my favorites? For some reason, I love, you know, they had the commercials and everything, right? So they made it look like it's something you had to have. Now, the, the catch for me, we didn't own stairs. Oh. We lived on a first, just a, a single-story house. I didn't even have steps. And I wanted a slinky, and I got it, and I, I, I liked it. I made steps now, you know, a slinky. That was one of my favorite gifts when I was really little. One that just kind of is in my memory. Here's another of my favorite gifts. I was probably um, maybe fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. This is the mid 70s and I opened the big gift and it was a Minnesota Vikings jacket. Now remember this is the 70s, right? And the Minnesota Vikings were all that. Does anybody remember the quarterback that took him to three Super Bowls in the 70s? Fran Tarkington, that's right. Minnesota drafted him in 1961, and he played for them through 61 to 66. Then he was traded to the New York Giants in 67 and traded back to Minnesota in 1972. And he took the Minnesota Vikings all the way to the top. Three times, Fran Tarkington took the Minnesota Vikings to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, <laughs> they didn't win one of those games. Now let me give you a little trivia here. Does anybody remember who the Minnesota Vikings lost to in the 70s? There's, there's three times they went, three times they lost. The Raiders were one, Yep. The Steelers was another. That's right. There's one more team that they, that they played and they lost to. Not San Francisco. Not the Giants. Not the Packers. Not the Saints. Think more south. Think Florida. The Jets aren't in Miami. The Miami Dolphins. They played and lost to the Miami Dolphins, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Oakland Raiders, but I didn't really care. I liked Minnesota Vikings. I think I liked their gold and purple colors as much as I liked just the Minnesota Vikings. But I'll never forget that jacket as long as I live. And it meant so much to me because it cost some money. Now, remember, I'm one of four. I've got three sisters. And you know, my dad was just a hardworking butcher, owned a little corner meat shop. So he we didn't, we didn't make a lot of money. And so for my, my mom and dad to invest the money in a Minnesota Vikings jacket, now that I, I'm fully grown, I, I realize the sacrifice that that made. But it made an impact that lasts now that I'm 50 years old, soon to be 51, if you can believe that. One of the greatest gifts that I'll ever receive when I, was, when I was a boy. I, we were talking about some, some gifts last year, and I mentioned that I had, when I was five years old, I mentioned that I had a music box. It was a Snoopy up on his doghouse music box, and it played Fly Me to the Moon. And I said to Butler, if I could have saved one thing from my childhood, I think that's what I wish I had, was the Snoopy music box that I would wind every night before I went to bed, and it would play, and I would fall asleep. Fly me to the moon. Butler. Snoopy music box just like I had when I was five years old. And it came and she was so excited she gave it to me early. <laughs> she could not wait until Christmas Day. And this is what I listened to every night when I was five and growing up. A little Snoopy music box. And as I opened it, I, I, I was just flushed with memory, and just immediately taken back to five years old, when my mother was alive, and our home was so full of joy, and I just want to say thank you to Butler for an amazingly thoughtful gift that will now go into my list of the greatest gifts I've ever received. He's going to play for a little while. I might fall asleep while I'm preaching, so I'm getting a little tired. Today, I want us to look at what I believe is the greatest gift of all. It's a gift that lasts a lifetime, and actually, it's a gift that lasts for all eternity. If you would open your Bible to John chapter three, The Gospel of John, chapter 3. It is the most recited and most well-known verse in all of the Word of God, but it is the text for today, this Christmas Sunday. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Bow your heads with me today. Father God, we are so very grateful today. This Christmas Sunday, we are gearing gearing up for one of the busiest weeks and about to step into some very busy days. I pray that today, God, we would be reminded as we exchange gifts, as we receive gifts, we would be reminded of the greatest gift of all. Speak to us today, Lord, as we give you thanks and we give you praise. Amen. The greatest gift of all. I don't know what comes to your mind. I don't know what's on your list. Childhood memories gift that just made such an impact on your life? Do you know that gift giving was initiated by God himself? God started this tradition when he gave the greatest gift of all. God gave his son, Jesus Christ. And I believe that in receiving this gift from God, the gift of his son, I have received the greatest gift of all. And anyone and everyone who will receive this gift will also be able to say with me, yes, this is the greatest gift of all. You see, for within this gift of God's Son, there are multiple gifts. And it is a gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? Within the gift of God's Son, for instance, there is the gift of salvation. How many are thankful today for the gift of salvation? This was the primary reason that Jesus came. If you read on in John chapter 3, just after verse 16 comes, of course, verse 17, which says, God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, He sent his Son into the world that the world, through Jesus, might be saved. There is the reason for the gift given. God loved this world so much that he gave a gift. He gave his only begotten Son. And why did he do this? He did this so that we would be saved. Not that we would be condemned. Hallelujah. He did this so we would be saved. Jesus came to save. Hallelujah! I want to bring you some good news on this Christmas Sunday. This is the reason that Jesus came. He came to save. Luke 19 and 10, one of my very favorite scriptures. I love this verse. It tells me that Jesus came for me. Luke nineteen ten, the Son of Man has come. Why? To seek and to save that which was lost. I love this scripture because every time I read it, every time I see it, I imagine Jesus leaving the 99 to find the one, and that one is me, that one is you. He came seeking, searching, looking desperately. That's not casual right there, that seeking word. He was looking for me. He was looking for you, searching me out. He knew that I was lost, hallelujah and he came to save me. He came to save us from the allure of the world. He came to save us from our own stubbornness, from our own selfishness. Ultimately, he came to save us from sin. Jesus saved a motley group of 12 men and turned them into his disciples who, in turn, turned the world upside down. Jesus saved Saul, one of the greatest persecutors of Christians. Saul went on to become Paul, and he wrote most of the New Testament that guides us and helps us every day. Jesus came to save, and I want to bring you good news today. Jesus still saves today. What he was sent to do, he still does. I've asked Pete Link to come at this time, and he's going to just testify as to the saving power of Jesus Christ. Tell us how Jesus has saved you and receiving this gift of salvation. What has that
1: done for you, Pete? I got older and I got married, had kids. Um, I wasn't a good husband. Um, I wasn't a good dad. And uh, the the consequences of my choices, living that way, uh, didn't only affect me, but they affected my family. And um, they they started catching up with me. Uh, I ended up losing our house. Um, I lost my job lost all of our money, um, almost lost my family, my wife, and my kids. And um, just in that uh, in that mess that I'd made in my life, I had a moment of clarity, and I really heard God speak to me. And um, my parents had been coming to church here for a couple years at that time, and um, so we came, and uh, for a few weeks, it seemed like everything that you were saying was directed right. My stubbornness—I uh, fought that for a few weeks—and um, also kind of fought the um, the feeling that that the way that I was living and the things that I that I had done that that God would still want me. Wow. But finally, on uh, on March twenty third, two thousand eight, which happened to be Easter Sunday, and uh, also my daughter's. An altar call and before you could even finish I was bawling like uh-huh. I am now Wow and I came forward up here and um, I received Jesus and uh, <laughs> in that he changed my changed my mind changed my thoughts changed my future and um, it's, it's just a, a moment in time and a day that I'll never forget Wow he received the gift
0: of salvation because Jesus still saves today. He can
2: move the mouth. Sing this out. My My God God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Is mighty to say, He is mighty to save and forever, author of salvation, heroes and conquer the grave, Jesus conquered the grave.
0: If you'll look closely within the gift of Christ, you'll not only find salvation, you'll find healing. Let me talk to you today quickly about the gift of healing that is found within the greatest gift of all. Jesus came to heal. There's healing in Christ. There's healing on his wings. Isaiah chapter 53 and verses 3, 4, and 5 say, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Hallelujah. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. Come on and let's just thank him today for the gift of healing. Jesus went from town to town. The New Testament tells us, the scripture tells us today that Jesus went from town to town healing all who were afflicted. He healed the blind man. He healed the deaf man. He healed the lepers. And he healed all who would come to him. He healed the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus was sent to heal. He came to bring Healing to our bodies not only did Jesus come to heal Jesus still heals today if you're sick if you're in pain I want to tell you something on this Christmas Sunday there's healing in Jesus I've personally received healing how many have ever been healed by by the Lord let me see your hand as a testimony today so many How many are waiting for your healing to be completed? Let me ask that. That's all right. Be encouraged today. He's the same God. Come on, somebody say the same God. Amen. With the same power. Say same power. Same God, same power. What he has done, he can still do because he was sent to heal. He came to heal and he still heals today. Amen. I've asked Katrina Peraldez. Testimony of the healing that she has found in the gift of Christ, receiving the gift of healing as she has received the gift of Christ.
3: Um, back in 2009, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, and also it was a rare. started doing stuff in my life and then i remember one morning um, pastor steven called up for healing and i was i was just not in a mood to come up and so i stayed in my seat and uh, later he's you know he continued and all of a sudden he i know god had spoke to him and he said you know someone's going to be healed of lupus today and i was like oh god hmm. and i knew he was speaking to me and all i did was step out into the all the way to the back. And when he prayed over me, I felt God touch me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody can say like, oh, you know, you know, how do you know if you're healed? Well, it just so happens that same week I had a doctor's appointment and I went and I had my blood done. (laughs) And when I saw the doctor, you know, they had told me that the lupus wasn't showing up in my blood anymore. And, you know, nothing they can do for lupus they can only treat symptoms and yes i still am dealing with the other stuff i'm going through you know god hasn't finished healing me but that gives me so much hope knowing in one instant he touched me he he did something that man can't do and (laughs) i know Uh, he can finish what he started in me so just thank him for that
0: wow amen thank you sis Love it! Come on, let's thank Him today for the healing power that we find in the gift of Jesus Christ. We find the gift of healing as we
4: receive this gift of God's Son. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our renewal. Help me sing this, surely. Surely he bore our sorrow And by his stripes we... If you need a healing touch, lift your hand right now. He was wounded for our transgression. Was bruised for us.
0: I've received many, many healing touches from God. Two, I believe, supernatural. Now Katrina made a very, very good point. God has healed her of lupus, and she has documentation, by the way, from the doctor, saying this is, this is what, how you were, and this is how you are now. Healed of lupus, but yet she's got some other issues that she is bringing to the Lord. She still needs a healing touch in other areas of her life. Just keep believing. Press through the crowd and touch the hem of his garment because you are one touch away from receiving this this gift of healing. It's amazing. As we receive the gift of Christ, God came Christ came, God gave his son because he loves us. And in that gift is the gift of salvation. In that gift is the gift of healing. In this gift, there is the gift of love. Number three, if you're taking notes, jot this down. The greatest gift of all has the gift of love tucked in. In fact, this gift from God was wrapped in love, wasn't it? It says that Mary wrapped the child in in swaddling clothes. That's the physical wrapping of Christ. But I believe God was wrapping him in love. It's a gift wrapped in love. It's a gift filled with love. Jesus is love. Let's look at our text again. God so loved the world. It's a gift sent from love, motivated by love. Why did God send Christ? Because he loves us. It's a gift filled with love. It's a gift wrapped in love. God loved the world so much, he gave this gift, his best gift, his only begotten son. Very powerful gift of love. This, to me, was a gift of love. Amazing. Uh, absolutely amazing. To search this out. to Find some old lady. It was an old lady, wasn't it, butler, that had this. It's, it's 45 years old. It's crazy. Jesus came Love. Look at verse 17 again. Remember, God didn't send His Son to condi- into the world to condemn the world. He sent His Son so we would be saved. It is so filled with love, it was motivate, motivated by love. There are some gifts that we will give in the next few days that we will give because, well, let's just be honest, we're obligated, right? We have to We have to give to some people, it seems like at least, which is frustrating. We should never have to give anything, right? But doesn't it feel that way sometimes? Somebody gave you something, so now you're like, oh, I've got to go back to Target. i got to go back to the mall. That's the last thing I want to do. But when you say, you know what, this person is, means so much to me. I want to give them something, and it's so packed full of love. The love, the love of this gift just overflowed. I mean, they could not even wait until Christmas Day. That's how packed full of love this gift was. It's a little music box, you know. I mean, but wow, how much more? I want you to get this. How much more God's thinking, I'm, I'm wrapping this gift for you. And it's so full of love. That's the, that's the gift of God's son. Packed full of love. I want you to feel that love. I want that love just to wash over you. I mean, I was, I was, my mouth dropped open at this little gift here from, from Butler and Karen crazy. I want your mouth to drop open in amazement when you think about how much love was packed in the gift of God's only son. He didn't choose one of twelve, right? His only begotten son. and He packed that gift full of love. Jesus came to love. He loved The woman at the well, who had multiple marriages, didn't she? She had been divorced. I would dare say that this room, just by mere statistics, this room has 50% of people who have been through a divorce. That's just simple mathematics simple statistics. And some of the divorces that have occurred within this room have not been have not been nice, have been hurtful. They've been hateful, maybe even. And so so needful of love loved that woman. He loved Zacchaeus. Remember Zacchaeus, the wee little man? He climbed up in the sycamore tree, y'all remember that? Do you remember his occupation? He was a tax collector, wasn't he? Well, tax collectors had a reputation, and I'm sure that Zacchaeus fell right into this reputation, probably nicely so. They were crooked. They would collect taxes for the government but they would collect more than the government actually needed, and then they would put a little bit of of the extra in their own pockets. They padded their own pockets. This was Zacchaeus. But Jesus loved the sinful man, the crooked ways of Zacchaeus. Jesus loved him. Jesus loved the woman that was caught in adultery, promiscuous, wanting attention, wanting love, I believe. Why would she do what she did? Did she need money? Well, maybe so. Maybe that's part of it. But I believe more than than money, I believe she needed love. One day, she's actually caught in the act. And so they drag her out into the, the city circle, so to speak. And they say... Jesus there, they're always trying to trick Jesus, right? The law says that she should be stoned. She should be murdered, in other words. I think we finally got Jesus, guys. There's no way he's going to refute the word, the law. What do you say, Jesus? didn't say anything, did he? The Bible says that he went down and he just drew something in the sand. Wouldn't you like to know what that was? Then he did say something. He said, okay, then whoever of you is without sin, you can throw the first stone. You, you lead the way out. I mean, what, what, a, what a man, right? What a God-man, right? And all at once, the stones begin to fall to the ground. And the accusers begin to turn and leave. And finally, the woman caught in adultery, she stands, tear-stained face, and she says, where are my accusers? He said, they're gone. They're gone. And I don't accuse you either. Go. And quit doing this. <laughs> right? He said, go and what? Sin no more. What an act of love. <laughs> I mean, let's just face it. We may not be the woman caught in adultery. But all of us have made our fair share of mistakes, and all of us have sinned. All of us have needed that love that is found sense that love, that gift packed full of love, you're going to open something in a few days and you're going to remember these words because one gift in particular is probably going to be so filled with love, right, may not be the most expensive thing you get, but it's going to be packed full of love, when your daughter, Reagan, gives you something Pastor Dave, she's not got a job, she doesn't have a lot of money, but I have a feeling she's been working on something for her daddy. going to be so full of love. But this gift supersedes it. I want you to be reminded as you open a gift of the love in the gift of God's Son. Jesus came to love. Well, he still loves today. (laughs) He still loves us. Julio, I want you to come and give testimony today of how the gift of Christ, and the gift so full of love has radically changed your life. Julio Gomez, so grateful for you. Thank God that he sent you to our church. I want you to give testimony today of the gift of God's love.
5: morning, everybody. Around with church or anything like that. Um, when I was a little child, about four years old, um, I was sexually abused, and it went on from childhood to teenage years to adulthood. It's called incest. Um, I lived a life. to drugs. I did a lot of drugs in my life. I did a lot of drinking in my life. I had kind of five DUIs, not one, but five. Mm. <clears throat> um, about three years ago, I don't know, God has been working in my life somehow. And um, what happened was I was just in my room. forgiveness from all of those deep, dark sins that I experienced. And when I had to pray, I had to name those sins, you know, which was hard, but I had to name those sins. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) (laughs) I know what had doesn't condemn.
2: Mm.
5: He gives me all this he gave this, poured out all his love, all his love on me, all of it on me. Well, wow. and I thank him so much. That's the reason why I come to church. to love each right. and every one of you. Right, right. God is love. People who people who sin in their life, it's really just looking for love cuz I was right. looking for love. go to bed and pray at night. There's a cloud over me every single night when I pray. I believe it's the Holy Spirit. I don't know what he's doing to me or what he's you know, but I believe that's what he what the Me for loving me always and is there for me. Thank you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: amazing. <laughs> you are so ah. uh.
2: Amazing love and how
0: the outcast are you kidding me are we going to take a gay man into our congregation I'm going to talk to you today I remember Julio came he came to our pizza with pastor you remember this pastor Dave we used to have it like on a Friday or a Monday or, now we do it on Sunday Anyway, we, and, and, and uh, it was the, the pastors their, their spouses keep playing I like that right there the pastors, their spouses, their family, the board, all of us would gather around and we'd just go around the the room and we would meet the new people. And we would just, you know, we wanted to find out their name and how did you come to La Palma, right? So we get to Julio. I, I mean, I'll just never forget it as long as I live. Julio, he unburdens himself. I'm not kidding. And he tells us everything, really, about his life, and including some of the poor choices that he made, you know, and the gay lifestyle that he was a part of for years. And I think, I don't know, maybe even subconsciously, but I think, Julio, you were testing the waters to see would we really accept you or not. And um, we didn't flinch. We're just like, nice to have you. I mean we and we haven't I I don't think I don't think we've flinched since. Because we're trying, you know, you said something powerful. You that love just completely overwhelmed you and engulfed you and, and forgave you. And now you have an obligation and a responsibility to let that love flow to somebody else. See, I'm talking to you about the greatest. this kind of love, don't they? How are they going to receive it? Look at your own hands. Look at your own feet. We are the hands of Christ extended. We are the feet of Jesus going. It will be our words empowered by the Holy Spirit. The greatest gift of all, the gift of God's Son. Within this gift is the gift of salvation. Within this gift is the gift of healing. Within this gift is the gift of love. Within this gift is the gift of life. My final point it's a gift of life. Jesus came to give us life. This life is twofold, by the way. It's abundant life while we're living on earth. The thief comes, John ten ten tells us. He, he does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But watch this. Jesus said, I have come. Remember, this is a gift of, of Christ. God has sent his son, Jesus, and he says, I came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I believe you can have abundant life right here on earth. We don't forget our past, but our past is forgiven. And we can live an abundant life now, helping somebody else that needs the love of Christ. It's abundant life on earth. It's eternal life in heaven. Back to our text, John three sixteen. Say it aloud with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. What a gift. A gift that keeps on giving. This is the testimony, First John. This is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. It's very clear. These things, John says, I've written. I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Jesus came to give us life. Jesus still gives life today. I've had three testimonies for each of my first three points, but there is no testimony coming to a mic for this point. Because this is your testimony time. This is your opportunity to say yes. I want life. I want to receive the greatest gift ever offered. I want to receive God's Son. It's very powerful, actually. In verse number 12 of 1 John chapter 5, I want you to bring that up for me again. 1 John 5 and 12, it says, he who has the Son, that's Jesus Christ, this person has life, eternal life, but he who does not have the Son, they don't have life. What's the alternative? that is eternal separation from God. Our society wants us to be more politically correct, more welcoming of of all. And we love, we should love everybody. But we should never compromise what the word of God says. Hear me today, church. There are not many There really is just one way. And that way is through God's Son, Jesus. In fact, Jesus himself said, I am the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except he come through me. I want you to bow your heads today. Actually, it's a very simple Christmas message about The gift. It can be offered, but it must also be received. If you're here today and you would say, I want to receive this gift. I want to receive the gift of God's Son and be saved today, possibly be healed today, definitely be loved today. If that's you, lift your hand and let me pray for you before we go. You would say, I, I, I want to accept Christ. Maybe you've never done this before. Just Take courage and lift your hand. Let me pray with you. Amen. Anybody else? It's the greatest gift you'll receive this year. Not just this year, but for every other year that you live. Receiving the gift of God's Son is receiving the greatest gift of all. Pastor Moses is going to lead us in this course. And if you've lifted your hand or you need to lift your hand, I want you to move out from where you are and come to this front. We're going to pray with you that you would receive this gift.
2: I'm forgiven. Come now. Because you
4: were forsaken. Everyone's standing. Everybody standing.
2: And I'm
4: accepting. your hands all over this place. Let's worship Jesus and his Amazing love. Thank you for your love. How
2: can it be? You would die for me. my my joy to all
0: one more time just before I dismiss you if you're really battling today and need that love to overwhelm you just as it did for Julio i want to pray for you just lift your hand and put it back down i'm not going to ask you to move out from where you are but if you're struggling To know that love and and sense that love this Christmas season. Lift your hand right now. I'll know who I'm praying for. Amen. You can put it right back down. Amen. It's okay. Let me just say this. It's okay to acknowledge I I struggle sometimes this way. And if anybody's going to struggle with that sense of love and, and needing love and wanting love, The holidays bring it out. It really is, is tough for some people. So, Father, for my friends here today that have courageously acknowledged they really need to sense your love, I pray that that love, the love in that gift of your son, I pray it would just completely consume them. Let them know your love. Let them walk in your love. Let them be saturated by your love. And may your love, God, flow from them to someone else who needs your love. We give you thanks as we pray it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amazing love, how
4: can it be? Pastor Dave, I want you to come. He would die for me
2: Days in love
4: so grateful for your presence that's in this place, God. We're grateful for the greatest gift of all, Father. And Lord, that you sent your Son, your one and
0: only Son, for us. And when he came on this earth, that he brought so much more
4: that we can experience, and we're so grateful for that. God, I pray your blessings upon each and every one of us, God, as we go our separate ways. Help us to remember the reason for this season. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen are dismissed. I want to invite you back for CCC this evening starting at 6 o'clock. God bless.